The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As a mother, it breaks my heart to watch Joe Biden turn a blind eye to the victims of child sex trafficking, the tens of thousands of children that have gone missing from being trafficked. I've been to the border. I've seen children in cages wrapped in Mylar blankets. Joe Biden is responsible. That's Lauren Boebert. She's a congresswoman from Colorado, and um, she, I don't know who's getting credit here, she or Marjorie Taylor Greene, introducing articles of impeachment on the House floor the other day. If you heard about that, and it's it's got definitely a stuntish aspect to it, but it's on a, a topic that, I don't know, certainly seems like it's within the uh, area of discussion about whether it's an impeachable offense, and that is... The Biden administration refusing to control the border, setting records week after week, month after month, year after year, and doing nothing about it. I mean, you can boil down the federal government's rules or uh, the the things they ought to do to the creamy essence of the founding fathers, (laughs) and you still got control in the borders. 100%. Yeah, it's absolutely, arguably, a reason for impeachment. And um, let's hear one more clip from her. I got a little more on this. For the first time in 24 years, a House Republican majority voted today, unanimously Republicans voted, to begin impeachment proceedings against a current president, violating Article 2 of the Constitution by failing to execute our immigration and border security laws. And my articles of impeachment, like you said, they're referred to the Homeland Security Committee and the Judiciary Committee so we can expedite these impeachment proceedings against right. Joe Biden. So... um it's a political issue. Impeachment is purely a political thing, right? It's not actually a crime and a trial and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it'll be up to whether Kevin McCarthy thinks it's in his political interest to try to, you know, whip this up. It's it's just a majority of vote. If we all remember our impeachments, as Gerald Ford once famously said, 
An impeachable offense is whatever a majority of the House of Representatives thinks it is. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Senate does the whole boot him out or not. But uh, so I don't know where this is going to go. But Joe Biden polls at like 28 percent on the border. So ain't hardly anybody in America thinks he's doing a good job. Now, whether they think he ought to be booted out of office for that is a different question. And what got Lauren Boebert all worked up is and I hadn't seen these pictures and videos till this morning. All of the kids that are in just such squalid conditions there at the border, not the like government cages that they complained about with Donald Trump, but just you get across, there's no place to go, we let you go, and then you're just hanging out in these various towns and just like hanging out in alleyways, sleeping in the dirt. All Which, these little kids. Uh, Martha's Vineyard and, and uh, Gavin Newsom are fine with, as long as it's not their towns. Right. And worse than that, all these employers who are grabbing these little kids and putting them in the fields and making them work. They had an example of a guy who showed up and said, I need a couple of kids. Uh, how about those two? And uh, and he was turned away because they thought these are like 10 and 11 year old kids. No, nah, no, nah, you can't do that. They, 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 they knew what he was up to. He comes back at some point and ends up with the kids, and now they're working in a field, and they went and were visited, and these kids are working all day long in a field for nothing, horrible conditions, no slave, no school, they're, they're, they're practically slaves, and... Remember, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago because there was a sign on a McDonald's in Kentucky or something said uh, hiring, willing to start at age 14. And people on the Internet were horrified. I thought we did away with child labor. 14-year-olds shouldn't be working for mega corporations and all their money. So you're concerned about 14-year-olds willingly working because they want money. Right. For a, for a corporation that's got all the rules and safety you know, features of a modern American corporation. But nobody's going to get worked up about brown kids. Enslaved. Coming across the border through the Mexican cartels and then being enslaved. Yeah. Nobody's got time for that. So here's a tweet from a um, uh, Texas official. The Texas T- TXDPS is their Twitter handle, Brush Team. Recovered 10 unaccompanied children from Honduras left by a smuggler at the edge of the Rio Grande River in Eagle Pass with temperatures exceeding 115 degrees. Smugglers continue to place children in dangerous conditions. Hashtag operations Lone Star. And then when the kids get across, they're just they're just hanging out until somebody gets them to a farm to work at. Or they have the name of a distant relative, you know, who lives somewhere. Uh, that Yeah, so what happens a lot, I guess, uh, according to the reporting I was watching this morning, is you get the kids in, then they're here a while, then they send for their parents. That's all the chain migration thing goes. Right, right. <sighs> Weird that we find this an acceptable way to run our border. So, well, well, my overall point being, it ain't crazy to have articles of impeachment around this topic. Now, I should probably uh, take off my white gloves and go ahead and lower myself to having the standards of the left, but by the standards of, but I don't, because I prefer not to. Remember when my uh, nickname was High Road for about a week? All right, old High Road Getty. Old High Road, yeah, I say let's stay on the High Road. Uh, But anyway, by the standards of Nancy Pelosi, if Don Trump saying to Vladimir Zelensky, Hey, you got any dirt on the Biden family? They've been doing big business over there. If that's impeachable, 
Well, this is like 50 times impeachable. Explain to me the impact to the American people of Trump saying, come on, you got any files or anything? Uh, you want the aid? I want the file. And, and I'm overstating what he said. It was much more subtle than that. Uh, if that's impeachable? Well, some of the argument at the time was if we if you impeach Donald Trump over this sort of thing, then there's going to be an impeachment every Congress over the if they if it's the opposite party in charge, which would might be what is happening here. But then I remember I I think Tim Sandifer said, I'm sorry, Tim, if you didn't say this, I think he thought that we use impeachment too seldom. He absolutely said that. Yeah. That What's the harm? Why every once in a while don't put it to a vote of, hey, do we think this person is you know, doing what they ought to be doing or not. Right. And if they're that bad, junk them. And if the people of America say, hey, that was unjustified, you'll find your hind ends voted out of power in a hurry. As we've seen, since nobody has ever been impeached and convicted, that uh, the bar's pretty high. It's not easy to do. Well, right. Yeah. And there's a cost to be paid politically for it. Sure. Wow. Wow. These are odd times. (laughs) Yeah, I think. Things are weird. Things are getting weird. weird. And they're getting weird they're fast. fast. You get yeah. submarines imploding. It's Yeah, yeah. So that's that essentially means squashed, right? Squashed and breaks apart. Uh yeah, I I I would need to hear more from a physicist. So it's yeah, it's all the pressure it collapsed, which yeah. is what some of the complaints were from various observers saying it didn't look like it was structurally sound. It has to be sound enough to handle the 6,000 pounds per square inch pressure. But so I'm interested in the idea that if something gets scorched, how it then kind of has a giant debris field. I think because it crumbles. It, it's Because it's not like a, uh, an aluminum can. <clears throat> it's, it's more not. like a, an, in, an extremely strong eggshell. Mm. So when it breaks, it crumbles. God dang it. I wonder if they heard like groaning, cracking sounds right before it happened. Durr. Yeah. Well, we have some a number of experts who uh, have uh, had pronounced this thing not nearly safe enough to get into. We'll have some of that audio for you coming up in a minute or two. Plus more on the more on the obvious to me malfeasance in the upper echelons of the justice department in investigating hunter biden and joe biden it, this is this i believe will be an enormous story of corruption i also believe they will be able to slow walk it long enough that it's irrelevant to current politics but i think this will become a giant scandal in american history one text before we take a break uh we're talking about I was talking about how ridiculously uber-safe safe the municipal pool is where I live, the safetyism that has taken over there, and how tragic it is for kids, particularly around the diving board. Uh, somebody texted, growing up in the 60s, we would try to pull each other the high to, off the high-dive steps. Good times. Yeah, oh. and now they've got three lifeguards around to make sure nobody's allowed anywhere near the stairs until a person has gone all the way up, out, down into the water and gotten to the side. Now the next person can climb up. <laughs> All right. I just, I think it is so incredibly damaging, as I said, you know, in the previous segment, that we're taking away from kids the ability to learn resilience because that is the number one thing you need in life. Life will knock you down. But uh, if you have I've, resilience, you think, oh, okay, well, that's all right. I've I've noticed that. 
or or yeah or if uh, somebody says something hurtful or disagrees with you or is mean to you or unfair or hits you with a microaggression those of us who grew up learning resilience are like yeah okay whatever idiot um we don't care it's fine <laughs> But but we are raising young people to go to pieces, go to the fall to their knees weeping because someone dared disagree with them. Good Lord. Or just the idea that everything is very dangerous. Be on guard every second of your life because it's a very, very dangerous world. Yeah. Weird, Safetyism. man. It is, it is perhaps the most dangerous cult that's ever existed in America. Ha. Huh. And uh, not discussed enough. A lot on the way. Stay here. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'd like to be remembered as an innovator. I think it was General MacArthur said, you're remembered for the rules you break. And, you know, I've broken some rules to make this. I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me. The carbon fiber and titanium, there's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did. Oh. That's the Ocean Gate CEO talking about his innovative design that others told him wouldn't work. Yeah, how'd that work out? 60? This morning, 
an ROV or remote operated vehicle from the vessel Horizon Arctic discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic on the seafloor. The ROV subsequently found additional debris. In consultation with experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. So the guy that said, people said you can't use titanium and carbon, but I did it anyway. Patton says only those who are willing to blah, blah, blah. Uh, is, is he the guy that was on the boat and died, though? Yeah. Okay, well, so, you know, he believed it. It's not like he was a, a flim-flam man that came through town and sold people on stuff and then hightailed it out of there. He, he obviously believed it was strong enough. I mean, he would, I doubt he wanted to get squashed. I don't think there's any denying that. Yeah, he was sincere, just wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. And his, yeah. a lot of his comments and flip attitudes toward this have not aged well. James Cameron, who directed the Titanic movie that we all went to see, uh, he also is uh, rather renowned as an ocean explorer. He's taken his money and his interest in the ocean and financed amazing explorations. And then made Avatar? For which he will never be forgiven. Uh, anyway, uh, James Cameron has been uh, commenting on this thing for quite some time, this craft, about how, uh-uh, I don't think so, to summarize it. 65, Michael. Uh, you know, I kick myself for not having been more vocal about this design, uh, but I was frankly doing other things. Uh, but there were many people in the community, including my, my partner at Triton Submersibles. We make tourist subs that take people safely down to a thousand meters. He was very vocal about it. He tried to warn uh, Ocean Gate about it. Uh, and there were a number of people that signed an o- a letter to Ocean Gate recommending that they not take passengers down unless they get certification from one of the major certifying agencies like the American uh, Bureau of Shipping or or uh, you know the Norsk group or German Lloyds you know one of the respected certification agencies and that idea was not heeded that other part man that other clip from that guy that's that's rough people said I shouldn't bathe with the toaster sitting <laughs> balancing on the edge of the tub but I, nice. I Patton says it's those who innovate who yeah, it's the rules you break they remember you for well that's yeah. one of the things we'll remember you for wow Stories out from the aunt of the 19-year-old college student who died. Uh, he was really terrified. He was I, not into this at all, but it was Father's Day weekend, and his dad really wanted to do it. I heard that, that he didn't want to go. That's Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Anyway, oh, was there one more I wanted to play? Nah, that'll do. Well, at least it was... Uh Quick and painless. It wasn't the nightmare scenario everyone was imagining all week long. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather not be scorched under the sea. Um, but as ways to go, go. I guess it wasn't bad. Anyway, <laughs> does anybody have a way to get out of this conversation? Did I, did I mention it's the year of the loafer? No. Uh, <laughs> The Wall Street Journal announced yesterday in their fashion section, it's the year of the loafer. And I mostly just wondered, who, who, what's, what's the crowd for those sorts of things that that 
has an effect on changes their habits. I just, I, I just find that interesting. Because it, like, it's lost on me. It's lost on, I'm sure it would have been lost on my dad, all my friends. <laughs> Everybody I know, but there clearly is a crowd out there. So, okay, well, she journalist says it's the year of the loafer. Better get to the shoe store Yeah, and well, buy I'm, a loafer or I'm a pair. I am 0% less likely nor more likely to wear loafers, having heard that. Even during the year of the loafer? The Geiger counter of loafer wearing has not even twitched, having heard that announcement. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh-huh. Supreme Court news gives Biden a narrow win on his plan to prioritize some immigrants for arrest and deportation. Well, that's from the USA Today, who are a bunch of lying liars. I'll have to dig into that breaking Supreme Court news. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, coming up, there were some details we didn't get a chance to squeeze in about the Hunter Biden plea deal and the investigation into his many crimes and the influence peddling scandal. And there are now more whistleblowers who are coming out and saying, hell yes, the DOJ pressured us in various directions and nobody liked it. Not like they were supervising the investigation and the boss tells you, you know, which way to go. But like inexplicable pressure to do inexplicable things that pissed off a lot of career investigators. Also, the conversation of why are we picking European players number one in the NBA draft? There might be a reason for that. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, for some reason, I just watched a video of what will happen to a pig carcass at 130 pounds per square inch. What? And these people were at 6,000 pounds per square inch, and this pig just got crunched. I mean, just squished down to a tiny little... It's really quite amazing. Oh, boy. Where does one come across pig carcass squashing videos there, chum? It was some diving operation just trying to point out to people the amazing pressure there is, you know, as you start to go deeper. And that was, you know, a fraction of what they were dealing with at the bottom. Yeah. And it was uh, quite noticeable what it did to this unfortunate pig. I just want to wish that pig good luck. For those of you who are longtime listeners, you understand that. You know what I haven't done, which is inexplicable, but I am a dope. Um, Sorry. Got a little self-loathing going on. Uh, I have not asked my brother, the career submariner, what he thinks of this whole thing. Um, I'm sure he's grateful for the technology that surrounded him for his career. And I guess, uh, Katie, you said there's a fair amount of hate going around on Facebook for, uh, you know, and this doesn't mean anything because there's nut jobs saying all kinds of stuff. But the people who are like glad billionaires died. Yeah, there, there's a whole TikTok thing going on right now where everyone is mocking the fact that, oh, well, they're billionaires. And somebody made a post yesterday about, oh, is there a way we could start a submarine service for billionaires and it could just make a one-way trip? But right. they're making light of the fact that yeah. they had money because, you know. Right. I'm fascinated by that attitude that if there were less billionaires, somehow the world would be better off. It's I've never thought that. I, well, the demonizing of success has grown and grown in the United States. We no longer admire people who become big successes. We act as if they are, are, are de facto bad people who've cheated. Huh. Now, I dislike Mark Zuckerberg because I think he's evil, not because he's rich. He came up with a brilliant idea kind of half accidentally and <laughs> capitalized on it. Right. Good for him. Yeah. I, I wish I had. But I don't resent the guy for being successful. Yeah, that's an interesting attitude. Anywho. Anyway, speaking of successful people, uh, the Hunter Biden investigation is... Speaking of successful people, Hunter Biden. That is a good transition. He has been extremely successful financially, and it's very difficult to understand why. There's only one way you can end up owing $100,000 in taxes. Yes. For one year of income. It's to have a lot of income. Yeah. And it is not clear at all what skills he brought to Burisma Energy in Ukraine or Chinese investment firms, etc. Why they were so warm to his uh, association is obvious to me, I think, and anybody who's paying attention. But um, the investigations into his various crimes... Uh, have yielded so far just a slap-on-the-wrist plea deal that we've discussed a little bit. But what is really notable about this is there are now a couple of whistleblowers who have come forward, at least one of them saying, here's my name, first and last, here's my address, I'm on the record, I'm saying these things openly, I want everybody to hear it, which doesn't ensure or guarantee that they're telling the truth. 
or the way they see things is the way that we all ought to see things. But that carries weight to me. So you have this uh, Gary Shapley, who was the supervisor of the investigation into Hunter Biden at the IRS. He said at every stage of the probe, decisions were made that had the effect of benefiting the subject of the investigation. He cited several examples involving apparent references to Hunter Biden's father. Shapley pointed to text messages and emails obtained from Hunter Biden's former business partner, uh, Tony Bobolinsky. Uh, In December 2020, Shapley said investigators were preparing to interview Biden business associate Rob Walker. Among and this is a quote now, among other things, we wanted to question Walker about an email that said 10 held by H for the big guy. We had obvious questions like who was H, who the big guy was and why this percentage was to be held separately with the association hidden. This is precisely what IRS investigations do. Why is 10% being held? Who is H and who is the big guy? Where did that money go? Well, and as, as, I don't know if that this played in how much, but it's not normal to have your money coming in and then get dispersed to, what was it, 12, 17 different LLCs? Yeah. That's, that's not the way most people do it. No, absolutely not. It would it would be it would flow to one well, entity and then you might fund others with it, but that paper trail would be very easy to follow. I mean, it's just I mean, it's red flag after red flag to be doing that. It has all the looks of I'm doing something illegal. Right. And trying to hide it. Well, and uh, you know, you may recall the story and we've all lived this story, so you didn't hear it f- have to hear it from me, but I took out a few thousand dollars to buy a junky old pickup truck once. <laughs> And the happy, smiling bank manager came and made conversation with me about, hey, what's the, what's the cash for? Because allegedly the government has a compelling enough interest to know where I'm going to spend $7,000 that they can grill me before they give it to me. And yet this big deal, this seven-figure deal that cuts out 10% for H to hold for the big guy... And then when the investigators say, we need to get to the bottom of this, Chapley says U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf, quote, interjected and said she did not want to ask about the big guy and stated she did not want to ask questions about, quote, unquote, dad. Quote from Chapley, when multiple people in the room spoke up and objected that we had to ask, she responded, there's no specific criminality to that line of question. That upset the FBI, too, says Chapley. He said basically everyone in the room except for the prosecutors had a big problem with not asking questions about President Biden. The 10 held for H by the big guy message is an email from 2017, which included a discussion of same email, folks, not same laptop, same email that included a discussion of remuneration packages for six people in a business deal with a Chinese energy firm. The email appeared to identify Biden as chair slash vice chair, depending on an agreement with CEFC and an apparent reference to now bankrupt CEFC China Energy Company. The email includes a note that, quote, Hunter has some office expectations. He will elaborate. The proposed equity split references 20 for H and 10 held for H. Uh, for the big guy, 10 held by H for the big guy with no further details. Shapley said that on October 22 of 2020, this guy has voluminous notes, by the way. 
The team and Wolf, Leslie Wolf, stated that U.S. Attorney David Weiss, quote, had reviewed the affidavit for search warrant of Hunter Biden's residence and agreed that probable cause had been achieved. But even though the legal requirements were met and the investigative team knew evidence would be in these locations, uh, uh, that attorney Wolf, the uh, U.S. attorney Wolf, stated that they would not allow a physical search on Hunter Biden. Shapley said IRS and FBI agents conducting the Walker interview, quote, tried to skirt a USA Wolf's directions to avoid questions on dad, the big guy. And they were like, how can we not ask? Like, that was wrong. We've got to ask. We've got to. So basically, they decided together, the IRS guys and the FBI guys, that they would ask the question without saying the words big guy and that they would then be somehow doing what they were asked to do and could get away with it. Shapley repeatedly testified that there were, quote, multiple times where Leslie Wolf said that she didn't want to ask questions about dad. Do you think uh, there are other shoes to drop? Yeah, I, I can practically guarantee it. But the problem is in a representative form of government like ours, it's pressure from the people as much as pressure sure. from righteous whistleblowers and investigators, et cetera, who give the energy to these things to reach conclusions. And the vast majority of the people of America will never hear this because the New York Times is looking red-faced at its feet and kind of shuffling back and forth, and the Washington Post is suddenly deaf, dumb, and blind. Right. But they're you know openly partisan organs at this point. You just have to get used to it. It's just frustrating. So coming up in Armstrong and Getty, a special reviewing movies that are multiple years old, uh, a movie my son and I watched on Netflix. And also, uh, the NBA draft was last night, and the number one pick was a guy from France. Now, he is the most anticipated player since LeBron James. He might be a changes-the-game, you know, wins championships for years to come sort of guy. He's nine and a half feet tall and... Dribbles like he's in the Harlem Globetrotters, mm-hmm. but um, but heard an interesting thing on NPR of all places, and I mentioned that because I think it's a factor on on why more Euro players are uh, so attractive to our sports, and it says something about our culture. I want to talk about that too. All that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from France. 11 and a half feet tall and uh, nimble as a mountain goat. And he's the number one pick in the uh, NBA draft. And he'll either be spectacular and win six championships or a complete bust. That's why I've never been as interested in sports drafts as a lot of other people are. Um, But the most interesting thing to me is I heard on NPR today about the... how common it's become to draft Euro players. Uh, up until fairly recently, you didn't draft players from Europe because even if they were standouts in Europe, they couldn't hang in the NBA, weren't, weren't, weren't tough enough, blah, 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 blah. But now it's about attitude and NPR of all places because I thought this is kind of an odd thing for you to do. We're talking about how youth sports in the United States, particularly basketball, is so full of showboaters, me first, 
Everybody thinks they're a star, and Europe is still more of everything's a team sport. Of course, there's not as much money in it. Over, I don't know, but uh, more and more team sport, you know, just kind of normal youth sports the way mm-hmm. it used to be. And we're not. And I threw that out there. And we got a couple of texts on that topic. I coached youth and high school football for 16 years. I'm getting out because of the ego. Marginal high school players now think they're all pros. They tap out at games, miss practice. I can't, they can't believe they don't have 20 college offers, offers when they're juniors in high school. Most of it is fueled by parents and seven-on-seven coaches, which I'm not exactly sure what that term means. Do you know what that is, seven-on-seven coaches? Yeah, that's it's uh, just a small team football version that they do to stay in shape okay. and play. So the coaches uh, convince them all that they're going to be stars? Yeah, I guess so. Another one. Good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Can't believe I just typed that. I just heard your segment on youth sports, and I screamed out loud, yes! That's absolutely the problem with youth sports in America. Some of it's coaching, but most, if not all, the problem is parenting. My kids have played soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and basketball, and you see it in all of those sports. The players that are good that think they're giant stars and can tell the coach what to do. and Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I coached, as my kids are grown now. Um, but it, it, it's absolutely gone in a generation and a half or so from... It's all about winning, you know, helping your team win... And your qualities as a player will emerge. I mean, they always do. Everybody can see who the good players are to a much more individual, I'm going to get a scholarship, I'm going to promote myself culture. Um, but I'm not involved in the elite uh, reaches of, of youth basketball, which I know is a... Uh, I happen to have a friend who is in the sports management business, agents and that sort of thing. And the competition for these kids at the earliest age, the aggressiveness, the uh, occasional willingness by agents to skirt the rules. I know that's shocking, friends. Uh, it is rampant. Interesting. I mean, the, the money is so big. If you get your hooks into a 14-year-old who's like super promising, and that kid gets drafted first round of the NBA and gets, you know, uh, $30 million a year, please. You, your company, everybody's set for life. Right, and even if they get $2 million a year and hang around for five years, still big money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, how many uh, minutes do I have, Michael? Trying to decide uh, if I want to go into this or not. We got five minutes. Okay. Well, like the people on that sub, Jack, none of us knows how many minutes we have. Different topic, and I thought this was kind of interesting culturally. So my son was looking for a movie to watch on Netflix, and came across the preview for the Highway Men, which I had seen that preview several times over the years. Maybe you remember this uh, when it came out on Netflix. It was made in 2019, came out late 2019, was around in 2020 on Netflix. Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, Bonnie and Clyde movie. And I had hmm. seen a little bit here and there, but I don't, I have like, you haven't heard much of the movie. I can tell by your reaction. Yeah. I hadn't heard much about it either. And my son and I watched it, and it is. I'll put a dollar in the swear jar because it's worth it. It is freaking fantastic. What a mm-hmm. great movie. And I yeah, the son of a And my son and I spread it out over a couple of days because I don't have that much time to watch movies. We finished it last night and we kept talking about we can't wait to get back to this movie because it's so good. And I think it's the best role Kevin Costner's ever played, maybe Woody Harrelson also. Wow. And that's saying something, but it's just great. 
And I was I kept thinking, why is this not a bigger movie? Why haven't I heard about this? Why isn't everybody? Why is nobody quoting it? Why 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 does it have no mind share? And then I looked it up and I thought the timing of it. So the most famous Bonnie and Clyde movie, and there's been several, but the most famous one, um, uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway back in the 60s, but there have been several, have all been about uh, uh, making heroes cool people out of Bonnie and Clyde. You're making folk heroes out of them. And the mm-hmm. stupid law that couldn't catch up with these good-looking, smart-talking, Robin Hood-type characters. Sexy. This yeah. movie, at exactly the time... That the country was in its most anti-police mood. We should defund the police. Police are bad. Right at this time, this movie comes out that is all about, no, these are scumbag losers. They're nothing but degenerate, non-human losers, and the cops are the good guys and going to go out and catch them. And how difficult it is for law enforcement to, 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 to deal with the emotions of having to bring down these bad people and all this sort of stuff. And I thought, that is why you've not heard about this movie. A oh, pro-cop wow. movie, a great movie, but a pro-cop movie came out at the height of, I mean, and it was out there while George Floyd riots were going on and everything like that. There was no there was no mood for that nationally, certainly not for reviewers of anybody, you know, of, uh, uh, of influencer status to be talking about this movie. And I can see Netflix saying it's brilliant, but yeah, we're not going to promote it. Well, sh- exactly. So the 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 star of it is Kevin Costner, and it's a true story, and it's quite accurate from because I did some research on it. Uh, the most famous of all time Texas Rangers law enforcement guy who was kind of famous for going a little further sometimes with you know if he had to beat the truth out of somebody he would, um, and that's part of the movie oh, too. Boy. And that was not gonna be. A hit movie at that moment in our nation's history. That's why you haven't heard about that movie. If you like that kind of movie, it's great. Good recommendation, though. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that. Kevin Costner's so cool in that movie. A lot of the focus is that they're that they're 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 getting older and having to uh, trying to figure out if they can chase down these bad guys. A little on the violent side. It's rated R for the violence. No sex. Good stuff. I loved the idea of making Bonnie and Clyde out to be scumbag murderer losers. Yes. And particular, and I don't think I'm giving away the ending. If you know anything about Bonnie and Clyde, you know how it ended. Um, Perforated. Yeah, a, a, lots and lots of bullets in their car. But the way they handled it in the movie, it was it was such an impactful. Um, all this, all those dead people, all those dead innocent people, and this is how these losers. This is how it comes to an end. For what right. was this for? What did anybody get out of this? What a waste of everything. Yeah. As opposed wow. to some cool song, and weren't they cool and fashionable? And oh, the media part of it too, so great. It's because Bonnie and Clyde became a sensation. There were songs about them, women were dressing like her, and how disgusted these Texas Rangers were that people were idolizing these people, and, and women wanted to look like her, and guys wanted to look like him, and, and it was just disgusting to them. They would go find these dead bodies, dead cops, and... Uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, so, you know, the media coverage of the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, not very 2020, though. Not very 2020. Not very 2023, really. Hmm. I'll watch it twice just to spite them. <laughs> we have much more to come. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. And if you miss an hour, you can grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.